What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. All right, we are back again today. Uh, another little Saturday special for you guys. I decided to do this uh, throughout the college football season uh bring on a team that i have been impressed with uh their play that has impressed me or uh, maybe something that's happened uh last week's uh i guess guest speaker whatever we had gary smith uh we covered tulane university and uh, the potential that 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 program has down there and we're grateful uh that he was able to come on this week i i want to put a little caveat there i want to let you guys know this um I am going to try to stay as non-biased as possible. Now, I don't uh, – it's a little bit different in football because uh, it's not as big of a deal uh, than it is in basketball. I think you guys can kind of guess where I'm going with this. But And those of you that know me, I am a giant Duke University fan. I love Duke. I've always loved Duke. Uh, I've cheered for Duke my entire life. Duke basketball, Duke football, doesn't matter. Duke cross-country even. Uh, but one of the teams that I have been impressed with is the University of North Carolina. Now, uh, I don't have the same amount of uh, rivalry spirit as I do in the Utah and BYU game, but uh, I do have a little bit. Uh, so it, as much as it pains me to give them kudos, uh, Mac Brown has done an amazing job uh, this past uh little bit, I guess. Uh, I thought he was going to be a little washed up. I was like, you know what? I've seen this before. I've seen it with John Gruden and how he's struggling with the the Raiders. I am a Buccaneers fan, so I I knew what Gruden was capable of before. And uh, I'm like, okay, I've seen this all before. I know that, you know, when you're out of a game, for a certain amount of time, especially uh, since Texas and, and, and stuff like that. And I, and I wasn't actually a big fan of, fan of Mac Brown. We'll get into that a little bit later at Texas. But now uh, he's been one of my coaches that I'm most intrigued to watch every single day. Uh, anyway, so just a little bit of a uh, backstory. Uh, my, my dad and my little brother, are both huge uh, University of North Carolina fans. Uh, they follow them, and they are Tar Heels to the heart. I uh, I don't know how, but I am the Duke fan of the family. I was talking to my dad about that. I was like, when did I decide to choose Duke? And we couldn't even really remember. But uh, I've been around. Uh, I've looked at uh, North Carolina basketball, North Carolina football, because uh, that's what we watch. Dad likes Michigan, TCU, and North Carolina, and those were the teams that we watched. Uh, and he likes BYU as well. So those were the teams that we watched. I, I liked Utah. I'd go and watch it uh, other places. But a little bit of just kind of indoctrination for all of you that, that know exactly how it is, right, uh, when your dad likes somebody that you, that you don't, right? But anyway, so we're going to get into it. And I have been extremely impressed with this North Carolina team. So uh, to start off in 2019, uh, right now they're 2-0. and For those of you that don't know or don't follow the sport as close as what I do, they're 2-0. and uh, They beat uh, South Carolina, University of South Carolina, the Gamecocks, uh, a score. They won. Uh, let me make sure. I'll check on this, uh, the score for sure. I don't think I have it written down. Uh, they did beat Miami last week. Oh, by a score of 24 to 20. Okay. 24 to 20. I had 24 to 19. I was like, I don't think that's right. Uh, 24 to 20. They beat South Carolina and they beat Miami last week, 28 to 25. And 
We'll go, we'll kind of dissect those games a little bit, uh, and then we'll talk about what there is to come. So in 2018, we're going to throw it back before Mac Brown. Uh, I believe that was Larry Fedora. Uh, he was the coach at North Carolina before. Yeah, he was Larry Fedora. Um, and North Carolina struggled, uh, last year they went two and nine, but we had a couple of, uh, interesting stats for you. So, uh, out of the 11 games, uh, that, that were played. Okay. So, so out of the 11, um, eight of the games were within 10 points. And of those eight games, I believe like six of them were within like even five points. I, I, I expanded it out to, to 10 cause it covered a, a, a wide berth. So out of the eight games, they were only one and seven. So they were within really close. I mean, we're talking, super super close games i mean where 10 points is pretty close uh there were a couple of, of games they did get blown out by i believe it was clemson uh but other than that they, they've kept everything very very close in the last couple of years uh and you hear mac brown talk about it you know they lost x amount of games in the fourth quarter if you've paid attention to his press conferences and stuff like that um so on the first of the year i didn't really know what to expect with north carolina i said to myself uh, honestly, I don't know what, what Mac Brown's going to do. I know he's a good coach. I know he's a proven coach. I mean, we look at his record at Texas. Uh, I mean, total, he has 240 career football wins. So I know, I know he's proven he's, this is his 30th year coaching. He's coached for 29 years. I know he's proven. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, what do I know? Well, I know that Duke was going to take a step back and I figured that Georgia tech was going to take a step back. But I also had, I said, Pitt's going to be Pitt. They're going to be right in the middle. Um, I actually have Virginia with winning the coastal division uh, and then Miami and Virginia Tech uh, uh, behind Virginia on that category. And so I was like, okay, so North Carolina is middle of the pack, but where I don't know, I took a really, really safe, uh, cautious bet. Vegas had them at four and a half, and I was like, wow, uh, how is that possible? Uh, four and a half wins for the season. I was looking at their schedule. I was like, okay, well, uh, you know, even at the Miami game, they've lost six of the last nine meetings. So out of a out of a de- decade, basically, they've only won three times. And I'm like, okay. And you look at North Carolina, they've lost their last – or South Carolina, they, they've lost their last four season openers. So I was like, okay, so they're going to lose to South Carolina. It's in Charlotte, right? It was the Battle of the Carolinas or whatever. And then they're going to lose to Miami because history says that uh, they're going to lose. And I that's what I thought, and that's what I was kind of rolling off of. However, they were able to get the two wins in both of those games. The only wins I had them beating, I had them going 2-10. and 10. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was wrong on North Carolina. Now, they might lose out and they might go 2-10. and 10. I kind of doubt that. But I had them beating Mercer on November 23rd, and I had them beating Georgia Tech on October 5th. Those are the only two wins. And uh, I always write down like uh, close games. So I'm like, okay, here's our trap games and stuff like that. And we'll go into that a little bit later. And uh, a couple of them are going to fall in. I was like, okay, this could be a 50-50 game. They could pull off an, uh, an upset. You know, uh, Clemson is coming to town. Now, I don't know if they have the talent that Clemson has, but Clemson is going to North Carolina, to Chapel Hill. You know it's going to be crazy. You know it's going to be loud. So you start to to, to compare and contrast. You're like, okay, what, what really is uh, – what are we really doing here? So anyway, uh, I, I, that's, that's all I have for North Carolina. So in their first game against South Carolina, uh, they started a true freshman and the true freshman's name is quarterback Sam Howell. Um, 
And it amazes me that these freshmen, I mean, like you think about it. We'll, we'll just take a second here that these freshmen literally six months before were playing high school football. Some of them on good teams, some of them on bad teams. Most of them are on good teams, but they were playing six months ago. They were in high school. They didn't have a care in the world. They were living with mom and dad. They were, you know, they, they weren't, they was they weren't adulting, I guess. And then you fast forward and you see these kids and they are completely taking command of the offense, of an offense. An entire city, an entire university is around them. It blows my man, mind. So Sam Howe, true freshman, in his first game out, he threw 15 for 24, uh, 245 yards and two TDs. That's a pretty good, uh, you know, it's above average throwing. You're around 60%, uh, 245 yards. It's a decent number in an opener. Had two touchdowns, orchestrated a comeback, and he only was sacked three times, which that's, you know, less than one per quarter. So you're like, okay, well, you're feeling confident. If you're North Carolina, you're feeling confident about, about him. Uh, Javante Williams, the running back, had 102 yards rushing in that game, but their defense came up big, uh, forcing turnovers at key times, and just overall just making the stops that needed to be stopped. So now we fast forward a week to North Carolina against Miami. Now they're home against Miami, which was, was a nice bonus. Uh, they led, so out of the 60 minutes, Right, a football game is, is is 60 minutes, 15 minute quarters, 60 minutes total. They led for 54 minutes and 21 seconds. So they did not lead or or it was tied for such a small amount of time. It blows my mind. 54 minutes, that is crazy. That's how long they were leading for. Now, I understand that you're like, well, you know, Clemson, they never trailed against X team or Alabama never tra trailed against X team. We're talking about a North Carolina team that went two and nine, and 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 the Miami team who went to a bowl game, who was impressive. I mean, the last couple of years Miami has been somewhat resurrected. I wouldn't say a hundred percent to what they were with Larry Coker and stuff. They went seven and six last year. They did lose a bowl game to Wisconsin. Uh, it was the year before they went ten and three and lost to uh, again Wisconsin in the Orange Bowl. So they were in a New Year Six bowl just a couple of years ago. That is a really impressive outing. Um, so, so overall, it is a really good game uh, to kind of hang your hat on uh, to be able to win that game, especially an ACC game. Uh, Mac Brown is back. Everyone, you know, return to the Mac. Here we go. All these things. Super excited. Uh, anyway, so I've just been watching that. So, and then uh, in this game, they converted on a fourth and 17, uh, a nice little 17-yard, 18-yard pass. They got it. Uh, Sam Howell in the North in the Miami game went 16 for 24. So he had one better completion through the same amount of passes, one better completion, 274 yards, which is better, right? We're comparing the two games. He had two touchdowns, but he allowed four sacks. And that is understandable against a Manny Diaz defense. He's a defensive coach. That, you know, makes complete sense. Um Overall for the season, this is one thing that, that has really impressed me. Overall for the season, they are 2-3 and three on fourth down conversion. So they're 66%. A lot of teams are like 0% or, you know, 1 for 4. Like, this is a really high. If they can continue to do this, I mean, you don't want to get into fourth down situations, but you want to get into fourth and manageable where it's fourth and 1 and you can convert or it's fourth and 2, you throw a little slant. Uh, and then in the red zone, they are eight for eight. So when they get inside of the red zone, they are eight for eight. That is a really good uh, number uh, to look at. I know the coaching staff has to be very happy about it. Now I understand not every time you get into the red zone, you're going to score. 
them. I mean, that's just basic football. But this team is obviously converting. They're they're being very cautious about the plays that they call down there. They're not taking a shot to get interceptions. They're not fumbling. They're putting up points on the board, and that's what's the most important thing at the end of the day. And of those eight, they do have three touchdowns inside of the red zone. So uh, a lot of good stats coming their way. Uh, really impressed with them. Uh, I have. We'll be going through uh, their schedule and what to expect with this team. Uh, they're one of the teams that I want to kind of adjust my preseason picks, I guess, about, and we'll uh, we'll dissect their their uh, next four or five games, and we will talk a little bit about the ACC in general because a lot of teams within the ACC actually intrigue me. So uh, up next, we're going to have the sponsored segment brought to you by Anchor, and then afterwards, we'll continue to discuss our North Carolina Tar Heels uh, on the NC uh, North Carolina Tar Heels podcast. So stay tuned. Keep the ball rolling. Okay, we are back, uh, continuing our North Carolina podcast. Uh, I had to take a break uh, really quick, and I was looking at a couple of stats because uh, the one of the things that I, I had written down, I said that September 14th was a Thursday, but it's not a Thursday. And so I was really confused on uh, North Carolina schedule as we, as we go forward talking a little bit about it. All right, so... I just want to jump into the ACC just a little bit. So out of the ACC uh, Coastal Division, we have not had a lot of repeat champions. There's a lot of parity on that side. Uh, If you are a Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Miami fan, you know this. You know that uh, you don't really know what you're going to get with your team. And you don't really know what the other people in the conference uh, are. On the other side, in, in the Atlantic, you know Clemson's dominant. And before Clemson, it was Florida State. And that's pretty much it. I don't uh, mean to downplay it and stuff like that. And I understand there's been a lot of realignment with uh, you know Louisville coming in, uh, Boston College coming in, just some of those teams, just to, to, to name a couple, right? There's been a realignment every single year. So I can't 100% say, oh, well, this is, you know, this was the ACC in 1979. No, it, it's different. Okay. But it is really intriguing that as of right now, in our day and age, that the Coastal Division is full of so much parody. Uh, I'm just going to go over the ACC championship games and who has played in it out of the Atlantic. So out of Atlantic, the last four years from 15 to this last year, Clemson has gone every single year out of the Atlantic division. From before that, from 2012 to 2014, it was Florida State. And I believe that it was Florida State even before that. Uh, Out of the Coastal Division, here we go, ready? You have Pitt in 18, 17, Miami, 16, Virginia Tech, 15, North Carolina, 14, Georgia Tech, 13, Duke, 12, Georgia Tech. So so out of the – for the Coastal to have a repeat champion, we had to have it in 2014 and 2012. So we're looking at quite a big – I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years and no – only one repeat championship champion, and that's Georgia Tech. And all of them are going to the Atlantic side of the conference. None of – nobody out of the Coastal has won it. So there's a lot of parity, which should give you guys a lot of hope as well, especially if you're in North Carolina right now. Uh, Just because you went 2-9 and last year does not mean that you can go, you know, worst to first. We saw that in the NFL, the Bears. They went from worst to first. Uh, They ended up getting the three seed, right? 
in the playoffs this last year. So we're going to dissect the, the schedule. We want to know now as millennials, uh, people uh, that are younger, we want to know, we want to, we want to look at a team and go, this team is a team that can take it the distance. I know I want to watch uh, the other 10 games that everybody plays or the other 11 games, whatever it may be. I just want to watch football, but I want to know, I want to know who's going to be in the ACC. I want to know who's going to be good. Right? So here we go. And this is our job. So, uh, the, the North Carolina Tar Heels, uh, this podcast will be released on Saturday. I'm recording it on Friday. Uh, it will be Saturday morning. And uh, so this game will have already happened. So, I mean, keep that in mind as, as we discuss this. But their next game up as of right now, tonight, uh, Friday the 13th, kind of scary, kind of spooky. Ooh, glad it's not in uh, October, right? But uh, Friday the 13th, uh, they take on the Wake Forest Damon Deacons. They go uh, to Wake Forest. Uh, I believe in the years that Mac Brown was at uh, North Carolina, they were they were eight and two against Wake Forest during that time. They haven't played Wake Forest in a while, uh, but North Carolina has lost their last two games at Wake Forest. So something to kind of keep in mind. And Wake Forest has been playing fairly well as well. They uh, beat Utah State in a barn burner. If you guys haven't uh, watched that, didn't watch that game, it was such a good game. I was very very impressed. Like. It was a really fun game to watch uh, that opening night. They actually have not played on a Saturday yet. They played Friday, 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 Friday. Um, and then they beat Rice this last uh, Friday, and now they're taking on uh, North Carolina. And so both of these teams, 2-0, both of these teams hoping to, I mean, Dave Clawson obviously has uh, the last uh, three years have been able to take them to a bowl game, uh, the Demon Deacons. And uh, North Carolina is kind of trying to, play for a chance to play in the ACC title game. Uh, so I honestly think this is a 50-50 game. Uh, this is definitely going to be a game that you guys want to tune into, obviously would have turned into, but I am really intrigued again uh, on the road. Are we going to see this? I mean, they obviously won in Charlotte, but it wasn't on, it wasn't a true road game. Uh, and then they won at home. So if they are able to get this game, that puts them at three and O on the season and the schedule actually doesn't really get super difficult uh, in the future. I think North Carolina has one of the easiest roads, if you want to say that, and where they pull the people at. Uh, after the Wake Forest game, they come back and they play Appalachian at home, Appalachian State. Now, I love Appalachian State. I follow them for a while. Scott Satterfield just left them. They're under new uh, a new head coaching regime. And they are an extremely talented team. Uh, the Mountaineers, I believe it is their name. Yes, the Mountaineers. Uh, Aliyah Dirkwitz. I just want, uh, Aliyah, yeah. Aliyah Dirkwitz. Just wanted to make it sure. Uh, they have an amazing quarterback out of Zach Thomas. They took Penn State last year to the ropes. But I definitely want to watch uh, Appalachian State because I have said multiple times that they need to be looking to move up. Uh, every, every year I've said... This Appalachian team, they are talented. Why are they not in a bigger conference? I want to see them against better people. This is a battle of North Carolina. They're in Boone. Appalachian State's in Boone. Uh, North Carolina's in, in Chapel Hill. And if they want to make a mark, they got to take down North Carolina. Now, if North Carolina uh, wants to make a mark and to continue this role, they beat them, right? I think potentially, honestly, I, and again, it all is, really depends on the 50-50 Wake Forest game, but they would be 4-0 going in to play Clemson. And the best thing is that Clemson is at home. 
Now, I understand that Clemson, again, Clemson is an extremely talented team. I don't want to take that away. Trevor Lawrence is extremely talented. That Ente and, and, and Ente, they're running back. I, I'm sorry, I'm butchering his name, but really an impressive guy. Their defense is flying all over the field. But I think it's going to take, and I, and I, and I truly believe this, it's going to take a team that has an older coach that's been around the game a little bit longer to be able to take down this Clemson team. Clemson this week is going to play at Syracuse and they've struggled at Syracuse. We'll see if it can, they can expose any weaknesses. And if so, there is a team to take down Clemson. It could be the Tar Heels. It could be Mac Brown. I think that, you know, Mac's been around the, uh, the, the game since he's been coaching since 83. Uh, he was at North Carolina for 10 years. He was at Texas for quite some time as well from 98 to 2013. He's been out of it. Yes. But Obviously, he's been in touch because he beat some. He beat an SEC team, and he beat a team that a lot of people had picked to go to the ACC title game in the Miami Hurricanes. So, honestly, it's going to be a close game. I think. I think it's going to be a sleeper game. I don't think Clemson is going to roll into town and roll through North Carolina. I'm going to give the advantage to Clemson, but I would not want to take anything away from this North Carolina football team. If there is a team that can do it, it is North Carolina. It They are a very good football team, and they've impressed me. Uh, after the Clemson game, they go on the road uh, to Georgia Tech, and the home team has won four of the last six. Now, I think that they can go into Tech and win. Tech, uh, Georgia Tech has been... Uh, they only have nine often or five offensive, four defensive uh, returners, so nine total. Uh, they're under uh, a new guy of Jeff Collins, and even though I like him and 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 I do like Georgia Tech, and they they did beat USF, which I was actually kind of surprised with. Uh, they're going to be coming off in a, an emotional game. Jeff Collins is going to go back uh, to Temple, to Philly. He's going to be reunited with that fan base. Uh, if Tech wins that game, they're going to be very emotional. They do. It is a home game, but I think North Carolina can go in and get the win. I had them winning at the first of the year. After that, they have a bye, and then they take on Virginia Tech. So uh, North Carolina does not have a true back-to-back road game because they have a by in between. Uh, they play at Tech, uh, Virginia Tech. Sorry, I need to specify. They play at Virginia Tech. G- Virginia Tech has not impressed me whatsoever. Uh, it honestly looks like the divorce between Josh Jackson and Justin Fuente really was better for Josh Jackson because he's at Maryland absolutely tearing it up. Uh, we'll kind of know a little bit more about uh, the Virginia Tech Hokies after they play. Uh, they do play the Paladins this week, but they do have to play Duke and on the road in Miami and they actually play a really tough Rhode Island team, uh, the Rams, and then they'll be playing North Carolina, but North Carolina is coming off of by, I think they're going to be fresh. I think they could potentially uh, go and, and get the win. I really, again, this is all dependent on what happens above if everybody stays healthy and stuff, but I really think that they could get the win. I would give a little bit of an advantage to North Carolina there. And then uh, against Duke, uh, North Carolina has lost three straight times in this series, uh, despite it being a very bitter rivalry. I mean, we know what it is in in football. Uh, we know, or sorry, in basketball. I don't really know how it is in football as much. I'm always a Duke fan, so I always want to see Duke beat North Carolina. I think it's going to be a really fun game. Uh, Duke hasn't been as impressive as what they were last year, going eight and five. Uh, 
seven and five for the regular season. They were able to beat Temple in the bowl game, but David Cutliffe and Mac Brown, I think, is going to be like uh, I could just imagine two old people in the park just playing chess. That's exactly how I imagine it. David Cutliffe, uh, he's been in and around the. the coaching he, he was at Ole Miss uh, from 98 to 04 and then he's been here for the last 12 years at Duke so it's going to be a really fun game uh, it is in uh, Chapel Hill so it definitely gives a little bit of an advantage to the Tar Heels uh, after and again this was my team that I kind of felt was a sleeper and nobody is still talking about them and I probably should bring up some press on them, but uh, is the Virginia Cavaliers. A lot of people have them. You know, third, I had them winning it. I think Bronco Mendenhall uh, is doing a tremendous job there at recruiting and getting the people that he wants in that system. Uh, we're Again, we'll really know who Virginia is by the time that they play uh, North Carolina. They play Florida State this week, Old Dome, and Notre Dame in the next three days. So if they can beat Florida State, which would be, crazy i mean that would florida state did not look good against ulm um, but if they beat florida state they beat old dome uh, and then potentially beating notre dame now they had to go on the road so it's going to be a really big uh ask for them that we're going to see them go through the gauntlet after uh at, at miami florida home against duke at louisville at north carolina so if there's anything i mean virginia's coming off of a back-to-back they're going, like i said they're going to Louisville, and then they have to come home to go back to uh, North Carolina. It's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be a lot to demand, uh, Bronco Mendehall to demand of that team. But at the that point in the season, they could potentially only have one loss, and North Carolina potentially only have one loss. So they'd be definitely fighting, both of them, to fight for uh, a chance to play in the ACC championship. Uh, afterwards, they have a bye. They take on uh, the Pitt Panthers. Uh Pitt last year went to the uh, ACC championship game. Uh, they're not a team that you want to sleep on. They're a team I always sleep on. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to be there. They're always going to get six wins. Uh, and Pittsburgh is coming off of a bye. It's going to be a Thursday night. So it's going to be a – I mean, it's going to cut the bye week a little bit short. You're home against Virginia, and then you have a week, and then you have a, like, you know, really just about a half a week because Thursday, you, you know, you're playing. So Wednesday, last practice, walkthrough and stuff like that. So it's going to be tough, uh, tough. That will be a tough game as well. Uh, they do take on Mercer. I think they win that game, uh, North Carolina, and then they play at North Carolina State, NC State. And uh, I think at that point, uh, they're just battling for absolute and total bragging rights here. Uh, if they beat Wake Forest, so I'm just going to throw it out there right now. They beat Wake Forest, they beat Duke, they beat, well, they've already beat South Carolina, but that doesn't really matter, but they beat those two teams. Oh, and Appalachian State, there's the other one, Appalachian State, Appalachian State, however you want to say it. And then they beat North Carolina State. They would literally be the kings of football in Carolina. Uh, I understand that there are still other teams out there uh, but uh, that play in the Carolinas. But you would be the king. I mean, you would have taken on as many people as you possibly could. And you just are like, okay, well, we were, you know, uh, you have a team like, you know, ECU and stuff like that. But if you were to beat all the Carolina schools, that is a realistic goal for this team to do. And they have all four of those games ahead of them. Even if they go three and one, hey, we were the kings of the Carolina, uh, of North Carolina uh, in 2019. Obviously, Clemson and South Carolina, and, uh, you know, they did beat South Carolina. Uh, before, but uh, if they even if they beat Clemson, I mean, you're almost saying like, man, we're the king of the Carolinas. So, you know, 
I'm really impressed with this with this North Carolina group. I'm really impressed with uh, the leadership that Sam Howell has shown. Uh, I think they have a couple of big playmakers on both offense and defense. Uh, this team, uh, North Carolina, has not uh, been to the ACC, well, have not won the ACC championship since 1980. Now, here's a stat for you. Since 1980, right? Only two teams haven't won the ACC. Now we're, okay, I guess I got to explain the parameters first. The parameters is that a team that, uh, I mean, obviously there's teams that have joined, i.e. Louisville uh, in 2014, uh, Boston College in 2004, uh, Miami in 2004, Pitt in 2013. So of the teams that were of the original ACC, and obviously uh, one of these teams that I'm going to say has obviously left the ACC, but of the teams that have been there, they are the second longest team that haven't been. So North Carolina State won it in 1979, North Carolina in 1980, and uh, the the last one, which really shouldn't count, South Carolina won it in 1969. So of the teams that are active and that were of the original ACC, North Carolina State and North Carolina are the two longest that haven't won an ACC championship. Everybody else has has, has won one in there. So you're looking at it and you're like, okay, well, maybe they don't win it because you still have to face the juggernaut that is Clemson and not only I mean even if you surprise them and you beat them in the regular season and you somehow make it to the to the championship game are you going to be able to take them on and beat them twice probably not that is a very very tall order to do and I don't think uh that they will uh they might get them once they might be able to upset them once especially because it's at their house but uh honestly I'm really impressed with this North Carolina team a lot of good stats coming out of them Mac Brown uh really looks like he's got a, a hold of this team it looks like they're buying into his system. And again, I am a Duke fan, so this is everything that I'm saying is 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 true. It's it's truthful. I'm not going to be lying. I am very impressed with this team, uh, this North Carolina Tar Heels team. I want to see how high they can go. They're on the radar. Uh, like I kind of said in my in the FBS segment, we want to be able to say, you know, who are the teams that are on the radar? We want to look at them and go, this is a team that's on the radar. This, Right now, North Carolina is a big old like flashing light on uh, on the entire uh, you know United States map. They are on our radar. We're watching them over the next three or four weeks. We'll really find out who they are. Again, they're taking on Wake Forest on Friday. Uh, this like we'll already know the outcome of the score because uh, this was recorded on Friday. But then they take on Appalachian State. They take on Clemson. They play Georgia Tech. We're going to really know who this team is. But if that team is four and one going Went into that bye week with only one loss to Clemson, you're really feeling good, or or five and one. Sorry, you're really feeling good about the season. You're one game away from being getting back to a bowl game, and that's what you know the boosters want. That's what everybody wants to see them back to prominence. So uh, there you go. That is your North Carolina Tar Heels podcast. Uh, our Saturday special with the teams on the map. I'm super excited for another great Saturday coming up. I will be on the road. Uh, that is why I will not be able to record this on Saturday morning. I'm actually going to be in Provo. Uh, I have a cross-country race, so uh, I'll be up there. We'll be back on Monday. Don't worry. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday next week about uh, one of the other teams. I almost uh, had a couple other teams out of the ACC that I have a lot of questions about. Wake Forest being one, Louisville being one, but the biggest one that has been impressive Um that has impressed me the most is North Carolina. We'll see what happens tonight. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend as well. Until next time, keep the ball rolling, ladies and gentlemen.